podcast this is your host nate daly and for uh more information on this podcast and past episodes and what i'm up to you can check uh, my website www.natebaileyspeaks.com today's guest today's episode was a great one um this couple originally from the u.s but they moved to mexico so it's an interesting story they moved to mexico about four or five years ago and it was just really fun to catch up with them uh, to hear their story and to find out really how they've gotten on the path from where they were as pastors in Iowa and um, all of the other things that they had going on in their lives to a significant transition towards towards the later part of his working career, David's working career, uh, to what they do now as coaches and helping solo entrepreneurs and uh, other business leaders to build their businesses as well. So with that, we have David and Dana Hagstrom. And uh, more information on them, you can go to www.davidndana.com forward slash solutions, and you can get a template that they have for entrepreneurs that are looking to uh, increase their lead flow and and to launch their online businesses. So, an incredible conversation, David and Dana Hagstrom, living in Mexico. Uh, with that, I'll, I want to introduce you to them and uh, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast, and uh, I'm excited. We got Dana and David Hagstrom with us here today. Uh, they're in Mexico, of all places, which is a pretty cool and unique story that they have, and uh, we, maybe we'll get into that here today. But thank you for, for taking some time uh, to join us. Appreciate it. Well, thanks, Nate. We appreciate you um, inviting us to be on your show. We're delighted Absolutely. to be here. Absolutely. And uh, so I'm going to start off with the question that I almost always start off with, which is the championship leadership is the name of the podcast. What what comes to mind or what does championship leadership mean to you guys? That's an interesting one because leadership has been a part of my life for, you know, for many years as a, mm-hmm. as a pastor leading a congregation. And yet I, I think I always learned about leadership from 
so many of the business leaders that that were in the congregation and mm. leaders in in uh, sometimes in politics and other areas as well. And it's it's great to be part of a community where you can sort of feed on one another and and build each other up and and learn yeah. from each other's gifts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's interesting, right? You know, you, you learn just as much as f- from those in your congregation as they do for you, or maybe sometimes you feel like you, you learn even more from your congregation as maybe sometimes they do from you as a pastor. It goes both, it definitely goes both yeah. ways. Yeah. What about you, Dana? What, what comes to mind for you? Leadership is one of those things that, that you know, people are always looking for. And I've never really thought of myself much as a leader, but I'm more of a follower, but I think is we have started developing our business mm-hmm. and I have been pouring into myself and, and taking a different look at things. You know, being a paralegal, you're always underneath the attorney. You're always doing everything you can to make them look good as a leader. Yeah. And so it's hard for you to, you know, step into that leadership yourself. So I think for me, it's, it's been a, a great journey and I feel so much stronger about where I am today from what we've learned in building our own business. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be said, right? As great leaders also at times need to be great followers as well, right? Kind of know when to step aside and let others uh, lead and, and, you know, their strengths or your strengths, your weaknesses, and, and uh, to utilize everybody's capabilities the best. Exactly. So why don't you guys tell us, I know you tell me a short little story. I ask, I usually do ask where people are from and you said Mexico. <laughs> and I was like, did you say Mexico or New Mexico? And no, Mexico. <laughs> and uh, so you guys live there full time, but yeah, maybe just tell us a little bit about your story and, and how you, you know, the path that you've taken to get where you guys are today. And maybe tell us a little bit more about actually, you know, to the listeners, what it is that you are doing today um, inside of your business and life. Sure. Sure. Well, first how we got here, I was an executive pastor in a huge church where I was in charge of um, helping with long-range planning and coaching other staff members. And then they, they changed their staff model, and I was downsized. And while you may think of a pastor as a pastor as a pastor doing the same thing wherever they are, yeah. uh, not so. I had got. I had grown into a very specific role, and uh, when I was downsized at 58, all those leadership roles that I was used to stepping right into, I found out were not as open to somebody at at that age. Yeah. Okay. And so I ended up serving in a small rural congregation, or a small town congregation. I guess they would call themselves. And I felt completely like a fish out of water. And after a few years there, felt like I'd given about all I had to give. Yeah. And so one night I was looking over the figures in our pension account, and I figured out we still needed to work another six to eight years. Mm -hmm. And I went to Dana in frustration and, and told her that and added somewhat flippantly, unless we just retire now and move to Mexico. (laughs) And yeah, that I didn't know he was joking. You know, <laughs> I, I, I did know how frustrated he was. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, I loved my job. 
but I was yeah. commuting, you know, 30, 40 minutes one okay. way yeah. in country roads. And during uh -huh. the winter, that was horrible. So, and we were coming up on winter again. So when he said, move to Mexico, I'm like, hey, let's, let's check that out. That's such a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I had, if the congregation couldn't pay him, they were struggling. What were we going to do? Sure. Because we were four or five down, years down the road from when we, we have that position. And, but who's mm -hmm. to question why God puts us where they, where he puts us? Well, within a so, year, <laughs> we were here in Mexico. That's great. And where were you guys? You said winter. Where were you, where were you located before you moved? Iowa. Iowa. So, okay. I'm not yeah, too I far grew up from in Iowa. Minnesota. I grew up in Minnesota. Where at? Maplewood. Maplewood. Okay. I went to community college at Bloomington in Bloomington at Normandale. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I live in just outside of Rochester right now. So not too far from Iowa. So small world. Well, you know, yeah, you, you just mentioned something, right? Like, I don't know, sometimes uh, we don't exactly plan out our life the, or so it, our life definitely doesn't happen the way we like to plan it out sometimes. And what were some of maybe the lessons that you did learn from being downsized, that's also something that I don't necessarily think of inside of a, a church, but I guess there's no reason it wouldn't happen there. Just like any other business, a church essentially is a business, right? And um, probably a much greater purpose. But what, uh, what are some of those lessons that you can learn, especially as a leader? And, and maybe just tell us, yeah, now what are you doing? Who are you serving now? That how does that help what you do today? Right. Well, as I think about the transition, it, was, it wasn't easy, and it is, even wasn't that easy to retirement that we, we moved here, and then I would say for the first few months, I had a bit of a, a little bit of depression, feeling like now I was sort of put out to pasture. Yeah, right. And... But then, you know, it took a little while, but then I said, okay, I've still got some significant gifts to give, and I'm still young, mm -hmm. and so what, what can we be doing here? And we had already started blogging when we were back in the parish, okay. and we had two blogs going at the time, one about learning a language and one about our, the journey to retirement. When we got here, well, you were already doing some network marketing, and we picked up another network marketing company, and we were doing some affiliate marketing on the side along with that, but still trying to get traction and trying different approaches and following different gurus that one would say, yeah. this is, it's all about this, and another, right. it's all about that. Yeah. And so we had been learning a lot. Now I'll just fast forward a couple of years. And I remember one night sitting in a hotel room with some mentors of ours. And we'd been in a full day of training. And our friend helped tighten up a few details in our 90-day business plan and then told me, you're ready. You need to be out there coaching others. Yeah. And... I certainly didn't feel ready and really <laughs> had not thought about that. Yeah. And yet in retrospect, I, I realized how on target he was that yeah. 
my gifts for strategic planning had led, led me to serving as executive pastor in that huge congregation and right. coaching other staff members. And the biggest thing I'd learned in online ministry or marketing was how to apply my gift for strategic planning in a new area of business. Mm. And uh, so he was right that coaching and helping others plan, you know, a route to the desired future that they have in mind was, was really a sweet spot for me. Yeah. There was still one thing missing, though. I would have to say at that point, we found that we could help people with almost any individual piece of online marketing because we'd learned, you know, something about everything. Yeah. But it was still sort of hit and miss which piece to work on when. Mm, yeah. And it was like we were putting pieces into a jigsaw puzzle, but we didn't have the box. We didn't <laughs> know what, that, what the picture was supposed to look like when we were done. Yeah, right. And then I can almost pinpoint a day when that picture came into to focus. Yeah. From that point on, we could go run through a list of questions and be able to, to help people to say, okay, this is what you need to be working on now at this stage in, in your, your journey. This is where you need to focus. And once you get that step in place, we'll, we'll work, worry about the next one. Yeah, because so many people get stuck. You know, yeah. that's, you see that all over the place. People, right. you know, try this and nothing's working and yep. they get frustrated. And we were there. Mm -hmm. But thankfully, we had those mentors and guides that were saying, hey, you are on the right track. You're going to figure this out. Don't give up. Yeah, those are the people we're looking for that, that are feeling either overwhelmed or there's a piece missing in uh, what they're doing. Or for one reason or another, they, they've gotten to a certain point and they're stuck and they're not sure what, what's missing. And we've, we've learned how to help people get unstuck. Yeah. And so, as you know, it's, it's more about asking the right questions than having all the answers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, so who, who specifically do you guys help out? We help out online marketing solopreneurs that are seeking to break through to positive cash flow and liberating profit. Great. I love it. And then Dana, now you said you also do some time management as well. I do. And I how, do. how did that come about? Where, where did that come well, from? That came from a um, coach mentor of mine who, who asked the question, you know, coaches ask questions yeah, to get right. what's inside. Absolutely. She's like, what do people always tell you that you are good at? And I had to think for a minute, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden it was like, a light bulb went off on the ha moment. It's how do I manage my time? Mm -hmm. I can remember, you know, juggling as a pastor's wife. I mean, that's a crazy life all in yeah. itself. But when you have yeah. children, you have a full-time job, you have a commute, you have a piano studio, because I teach <laughs> piano. Wow. Um, you're trying to build an online business and- Volunteer. Vo well, <laughs> right, volunteering, you know, yeah. you name it. And, and yeah. I had a husband, I had a pastor who I had yeah. to support, right? So. <laughs> but I did it all. And people yeah. always say, well, how do you get it all done? So yeah. that was a common question. That was my sweet spot. 
That and so sense. I can take what people are struggling with, feeling they have no time, and mm -hmm. feel like we kind of manufacture some time just by optimizing the pieces and yeah. um, reevaluating and prioritizing. And oh, there's all kinds of strategies, but yeah. that gets me all jazzed. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, well, you've mentioned this, you know, a few times, and I, I, I do typically ask this question. You've, you've mentioned some mentors that you've had. So maybe, you know, who are some of the championship leaders, uh, coaches, mentors that you've had? And what, is, what, what specifically is it about them that's really stuck out to you that really has helped you or that uh, maybe you've taken to help and mold you into as well the leader that you are today as you go and help others? You know, who wants to start off on that one? Well, there are, there are a, a number of people that, that come into, uh, or that come to mind. Probably number one for us has been Todd and Leah Getz, and, who are outstanding leaders in, the, in this. And they have been tremendously supportive to us and have always been there to uh, ask the right questions or to um, prod us to take the next step point us in the right direction, mm -hmm. say, hey, maybe that doesn't fit for you guys. Sure. Yeah. Or I'd be able to go and bounce ideas off and say, hey, I'm thinking about this and here's some of my ideas. And he, he would, you know, come back and, well, if you thought about that and help clarify directions that we're heading. Right. Anyone else? Yeah. Um, I think of um, Norbert Orlowicz. Brian Finale have both been helpful. Diane Hockman really got my mind straight. Yeah, you know, mind straight. Like, yeah, to make sure that I know that I'm enough. Yeah. And that I have value yeah. and don't worry about what anybody says because that can really hold you back. And I think as I'm working with some of our coaching clients, that's what I see the most. It's that's a big like, one. Yeah, it's right up there, isn't you know, it? That was me, yeah. and so I think that's what I've attracted, and now yeah. I'm like, okay, I've turned the corner. I need to help them turn the corner. Yeah, and then I think of Steve and Antonio and Ron and Mark. You know, there's just a, there's just a, a host of others, and then you think of people, the big names out in the space. Russell Brunson is a guy that – you know, if, if he if he if he writes it, I want to be out there reading. And uh, <laughs> Did you get your copy of Traffic Funnels. I'm waiting. I well, I got my Kindle uh, copy. <laughs> I just just got mine uh, like two days ago. So I got, yeah, just got mine. Mine's I'm, coming to Mexico, so it'll take a little yeah, yeah, right. few extra days, I'm sure. But right, we got the shipping notice, but <laughs> yeah, Russell's not a great exactly guy. sure. It's probably at the border. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, thanks for that. I appreciate it. What's, um, what's kind of the vision for you guys? Where, you know, where do you want to go? I think great leaders have great vision and courage also to take action on that. I mean, you guys, you had a lot of courage to take action and move to Mexico, which I think is a huge leap that many would have a hard time doing. And, and uh, you've done it quite successfully. But yeah, what are, what's kind of the vision, the impact that you guys want to make Maybe even near term, uh, next five, ten years. 
Yeah, you've, you've got a longer frame of reference probably than I do at this point <laughs> after retiring a few years ago. But we always think well, you're not really retired, right? You, no, you know, no, that's true. That's true, exactly. We're the vintage models. So. <laughs> That's good. Wisdom, lots of wisdom and yes. experience uh, yes. that, that people need, need help with. My focus is really on the one-to-one coaching, but we also do group coaching. And probably by later this fall, we'll be launching a, a digital course as well. We have a couple small digital courses out there, but this is this will be our big one that'll be coming okay. out that sort of covers the whole journey into online marketing and covers really covers three phases. Uh, the first one is building your foundation for success, uh-huh. answering basic questions like where are you headed? What's the problem that you solve for someone else? Who is your biggest fan or ideal client? And then how are you going to make money doing that? For example, uh, this last week I was talking to one of our clients who said she was uh, so frustrated, wondering how she would ever reach her monthly income goal. And I, I asked her, well, how much money do you make per transaction? or per sale, mm-hmm. and that was $5. And I then asked her, okay, then if, if that's how much you make, or how much you make per transaction, how much are you intending to make per month, and how many sales do you need to make per month for that to happen? Yeah. At which point she said, oh, that's impossible. And I said, <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a nice you know, a uh, tripwire product, but yeah. if, if that's your, if that's your core offer, you're, you're not going to make much money. Right. Right. Yeah. And you found out one business model that doesn't work. Now let's, now let's try to think about that and find one that does work. Mm-hmm. Well, then the second stage is designing their pipeline for profit. And at this stage, you're wanting to think, to think about how do you bring people into your pipeline, or it might be how do you get leads? How do you bring people onto your list? Yep. How do you build your own authority so that they see you as someone that they want to listen to? How do you nurture them step by step to the place that they're ready to make their first purchase? And how do you get them to to make that decision and you've got to have the pieces in place in your pipeline to to lead people through that whole journey it's it's not just you meet a new person and you say hey want to buy this <laughs> you know that yeah right <laughs> you know there there's a lot of steps in between yeah. of building that relationship and then once you've got that system all in place well then you can think about things like building traffic on social media and getting a flow of leads going and then um, perhaps podcasting or making YouTubes or blogging or some way of putting content out there to continue building your authority in the marketplace. At some point, you may get to the place where you're ready to 
move into uh, paid ads. Mm -hmm. and, and then you always need to be thinking about how do you go back and optimize each piece of that funnel. Yeah. Because time and again, we find ourselves going back and saying, okay, who is our ideal client again? Can we, yeah. can we get any clearer mm -hmm. on that? Yeah. And it's those basic questions rather than the fancy uh, technical things yeah. that, that seem to move the business forward most. Yeah, absolutely. Right. What um, is a critical moment or like a turning point for you guys that uh, I like to ask this question because I think the, there's a lot of listeners kind of at that fork in the road moment in life. And, and obviously you have made the decisions that you have because that's, it has you where you are today, but what is maybe, I'm sure there's many, but what is maybe a moment that might stick out to you guys that, that really was a, this critical moment that you, you know, you did have the courage to make the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but had you not, you could be somewhere really different in your life. Something come to mind for you guys? Well, I suppose that in one way that one of the biggest ones was for us when we decided to move to Mexico. Yeah, and it was. Did you, did you say that that was how long? Yeah, from that from the moment you told Dana, you know, kind of flippantly like, <laughs> to that, hey, maybe we should we might just need to move to Mexico to that actually happening. It was uh, probably within a month or two that we were clear in our own mind that that's what we were going to do. Right, we'd gotten confirmation from our financial guy that that was a smart thing and we'd made a trip to Mexico. We'd been praying about it sure. and all the pieces were just falling into place. And I, I found somebody that helped people with that particular transition to being okay. an expat living in another country who had okay written out a series and I can't remember if it was 40 emails or or something like that where they yeah. told you do this today and you know and then the next day do this and led you through the getting your uh, passports and visas in place downsizing your possessions just the rules for entry you yeah. know we had pets and yeah. if you had an over well, at least coming into Mexico over three pets then you had to have all these things for the vet to do. If it was under, okay. they weren't going to pay attention. Well, they still needed a, 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 a certificate, a certificate from the vet, but, but the fourth one, they were adding a, a, oh, a fee, a fee That's as right. well. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So it was really helpful to have, have that, that sense that we yeah. had a professional helping us, you know, we invested well, in that course. I don't know if we even knew that there was a, where the Mexican embassies were in the United States. Right. Or Did, that, that we would even have to go to one. You know, can't you just pack up your stuff and go? And go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was interesting to find there was someone whose mission in life was coaching people through that transition. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't have thought of that. But it definitely makes sense that there is somebody out there doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I mean... So you definitely did your homework and you, you know, I think sometimes there's a great book. I don't know if you've ever heard of it by Terry Looper. It's sacred pace. And uh, I don't know, kind of feel like that's what you guys are saying. You definitely went through this pace and, and you, you prayed and you, you did your homework and you, and you found somebody to help you through the transition. And so it wasn't like, all right, 
I feel like this is what I got to do. And then you just go do it kind of uh, with a hope and a prayer. Right. But you, you know, you did some homework, you took some time, you really made sure that it was the right thing to do. And, and, uh, and because of all of that, you know, it has worked out. So. Yeah. It's been a good thing. It's good, been a good thing for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that if you moved, if you move to Mexico, you have to know you're moving to Mexico. It's another yeah. country. Yeah. And yeah. if you're, if you're expecting it to be like the United States, you're going to be sadly disappointed. Right. There's yeah. a lot of things that are different. Yeah. And, yeah. and if, if you can uh, embrace it, embrace it, it makes all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine. And so we've seen people that have come down here and been very disappointed and gone back. And we've seen others like us that have come and been quite happy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, are there things that we miss? Yeah, not having to stand in line for, uh, you know, at the bank or. <laughs> there are. And yet we love, for example, getting all our groceries at uh, community markets. When they come back open again. Yes, yeah. right, yeah. Now, right, right now is a strange time having it to is. get things from a grocery yeah. store. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. That's, it's, it's great. I think it's good for people to hear that and the different situations that people go through and how they make their decisions and, and how they make those, make those moves in, inside of those moments. So um, appreciate that. What, as we wrap this up here, what, what is one or two things that you guys, you know, if you could leave with the listeners that if they were to implement today would help them move forward today in their life. Okay. Well, one of the big things that I would say is that when you hear what you need to be doing, yeah, check out the details, but then get out there and do it. And do it, yeah. And yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, 25 plus years ago, I took a, a year off and uh, spent a year studying guitar in Hollywood. Really? And it was quite an experience. That's awesome. And I, I intended that after that year, I would continue focusing on jazz improvisation. Uh, but I was always too busy. Yeah. You know how work is. Yeah. And uh, a pastor's works is pretty all-consuming. Yeah. And frankly, my skills slipped from lack of practice and with it, my enjoyment of playing. And then I saw an online course advertised that was exactly what I needed a chance to review the basics of jazz guitar improvisation and take it to the next level along with mm -hmm. a group and led by an outstanding uh, jazz guitarist that I really respect. But then I told myself, well, but you could, you could do that on your own. You've already had, you know, yeah. so much, so much training. You really just need the intentional focused practice. Um, in my head, I, I knew most of the concepts. It was a matter of getting what was in my head into my ears and my heart and eventually into my fingers for playing. Mm -hmm. So another year goes by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and finally, I sign up for the course. Yeah. And I'm amazed at how quickly I progress. I bet. I, yeah. My skill level, my confidence, my enjoyment, yeah. and enjoyment is the big thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not planning on being a professional. I just want to enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. And, but it took that simple accountability of a teacher, a curriculum, a group working through it together. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're feeling that prodding that you need to 
get a coach yep. or take a course or yep. whatever it might be, do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. That's great. Thank you for that. Dana, you got anything that you'd like to share? One thing listeners could, uh, if they implement today, would help them move forward? I think it comes back to, to gratitude. And mm-hmm. I'm working with a couple folks that are, are, are working through some hard times right now. Not sure what they want to do in life kind of thing. But what I notice is kind of a common denominator is their, their lack of gratefulness or gratitude for even the simple things. Like I woke mm-hmm. up breathing today or yeah. I have food on the table. I mean, we all have things we can be grateful for. And so I just heard from her, one of them yesterday, she did a live. She doesn't do lives. This is like amazing. Wow. She did a live yeah. and she was yeah. talking about gratitude and how she starts every day by writing down five things in her journal. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm watching <laughs> this person just blossom in front of me. So it's gratitude. We just need to embrace it. And especially during this crazy time, even more, even more. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting how um, most of us are looking for someone to answer the question how and give us some new tool that's going to make a, <laughs> a big difference, you know, right off. Yeah. And more often than not, the tool that we need to get in gear is our, our, our mind. Right. And right. once we get the right mindset, and I'm right with you that having that attitude of, of gratefulness and thankfulness for each new day and the blessings it brings, that's often at the heart of it rather than the, the details of how you need to do the next thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking some time today to be with us. What, um, what are a few ways that we could, you know, follow you guys? And, you know, do you have any, any, any place in particular that you could send the listeners to check more out on you guys? Yes. Um, they can go to our website, which is David N, just the letter N, Dana.com. And on our website, you can find how to connect with us in other ways. Yeah. Um, we've mentioned the solution temp, uh, framework that we uh, are offering now to help you to attract your I- ideal prospects and, and get that lead flow going. And that's just our website, davidndana.com slash solution. And that would be a great start. We'll give you all of our social media addresses and such so you can put that in the show notes. But Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll get that tagged up too. So, yep. I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, well, thank Nate. Thank you, Nate. It's been a, been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Have, have a great day. You, you too. Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business in 
insurance agent and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a Hey, baby.